This episode of Hop Heroes is brought to you by Magic Mind. Hey, Zach, tell me about your morning routine. Well, Jordan, let me tell you. I, I wake up, I do 50 push-ups, I squat 300 pounds, and then I have a spot of tea. Don't believe any of that. JR. You know, I'm, I get up at 4 in the morning, and I work that out. I sweat out as much as I can, and I have a piece of toast, and that's it. So both of you work out vigorously in the mornings, and you both look like this. <laughs> Jordan, I'm not sure if this. About. I think my sweatshirt is actually uh, hiding what I really look like. If I, I just, if I got more naked, maybe you'd see. <laughs> All right, let's move past that. So, what I'm proposing to you guys is you guys give your lifestyle a bit of a kick. It's called Magic Mind, brewed mm. by Stephen Strange himself in the depths of the Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> this is a magical substitute for your regular daily caffeine boost, and it's not actually by Stephen Strange, but that adds to our comic feel it's actually from a silicon valley known creator and he has brought the world's first productivity shot to the main stage so curious what you guys think take a swig Ooh, ooh, yeah it's good no it's really good isn't that good yeah, yeah. like it doesn't hurt at all to go down yeah, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. There's no sharp objects <laughs> no. in the shots. So seems safe. Contains 13 active ingredients, scientifically designed to improve energy, focus, and mood while decreasing stress. All things that combined improve your productivity. So it's basically supposed to get away from that anxiety, caffeine, jittery feel and just give you that natural calming boost. And I've been doing it for three days now, and it's supposed to take you know about 72 hours to kick in fully where you feel the effects of everything inside of it. And I will say it's a lot more calming energy than i've ever experienced from coffee cool i love it so get yours today go to www.magicmind.com slash hop heroes and put in our code hop h2o and get 20 percent off your next subscription it's as easy as that go to www.magicmind.com slash hop heroes and put in our code hop h2o and get ready for your life to change welcome to uh, hop heroes podcast where we talk about nerd culture uh, Jordan and Zach's beard a lot, and where we uh, enjoy the comic book life and alcohol. This week on Hop Heroes, we're in a, a reading club together. <laughs> okay, I like that. Oh, yeah, what have you read? Whatever I'm reading at the time, because he hasn't responded yet. So, <laughs> but he's in the club too. He just he's doesn't just, know. It. Yeah, he's. Uh, why are you such a dick? Yeah. So what should I be? Tell me what to be. Is <laughs> <laughs> Splendiferous Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hello and good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Hop Heroes, <laughs> show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with us as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Hey man, how you doing today? I was doing fine until Zach just started doing high knees in the room. He's trying to keep alive. I feel like I need to get the energy up Yeah, <laughs> because it's... 10 a.m. We hit the town last night. We hit it. And <laughs> oh, did we Luther it. woke up at 4. <laughs> so your boy's running on fumes. But mm. you know what, listener? I'm going to give you all I got. You will. I'm going to give you all I got. See, th- some give 70%. Some give 100%. Some give 110%. Zach, he brings at least 111. 111. At least. Every single <laughs> Every, every time. Single episode. I dig that. Yeah, yeah, we had a night. We went out and saw the Ant-Man premiere last night, which we'll discuss later on this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good time. We haven't been to the theaters all together to watch a film, I don't think, ever. Which is kind of surprising. 
Yeah, you know, you would think once. that we actually liked each other and hung out. <laughs> well, this is more. Listen, we're great actors. <laughs> what you're what you're hearing is like you're kind of getting unveiled behind the curtain. Mm. We actually that's what they want. Despise each other, but on the episode, we act as friends. Yeah, and pretty damn well. Yeah, I might say. Yeah, we're pretty good at it. Um, so obviously, that's our our third host, Zach Barlow. What's um, up? What's up, man? So it's been about a month since we've been on the mic. Yeah. Any any major life changes over the last 30 days for you guys? Mm. Life changes, no. Um, I mean, we I did the fancy restaurant. I hit you guys up because I'm not really good at the fancy restaurants. Oh, for Valentine's Day. Oh, for Amber's birthday. Amber's birthday, gotcha. And so uh, we did Eden Hill, which was uh, a Zach recommendation. You know, they have like a five-course meal. Shout out Eden yeah, Hill. Shout Eden out Hill. Maximilian Petty, my boy. We'll tag you. Follow each other on Instagram, I yeah. swear. Well, <laughs> Zach's mentioned Does this. he follow you back? <laughs> I don't know. Twice a week. I've messaged him like once a week and never responds. <laughs> what the fuck? So this guy's a, a pretty uh, pronounced chef here He's a Seattle. Michelin star chef. Yep. And, and so Zach claims that they're friends. But best buddies. And he's, yeah. you know, one of, my, one, of my, one of my good friends. Yeah. We're in a, a reading club together. <laughs> okay. I like that. Oh, yeah? What have you read? Whatever I'm reading at the time, because he hasn't responded yet. So, but he's in the club too. He just he's doesn't just, know it. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got it. Uh, so he's like our friendship, you know. It's yeah. Yeah, basically. Just Jordan, you should watch this. All right, level. cool. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you posted like three TikTok links in the chat this morning, and I haven't opened any of them. I saw. Not surprised. Yeah, I did see him on the way here. Thanks, Jr. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, I, I had to get him. ready. You know? I see you're yeah. all. Dice. I just wore the same. Yeah, he's crap. all dolled up. I just like to look nice for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, this week we are chatting The Last of Us, the HBO smash hit. Yep. Um, we are Huge. also discussing, obviously, Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Came and, out this last weekend. And to follow up on our last month's episode, uh, we are visiting Hogwarts Legacy for the first time. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I uh, took a week off just to play. <laughs> I love uh, that. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I took a week off and it just happened to fall in line. But mm-hmm, it was. Uh, mm-hmm. So you tell Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, I'd love to clean the house. But <laughs> I'm in the Pop Hero thing is really den. serious. It's it's a big deal. We're doing it for the podcast. And Dragar's tomb. I can't just pick up and leave. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of work to do. Um, but before we go into that, we are going to try this beverage. And I love, you know, a good hazy IPA at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Who mm. doesn't? Mm. <laughs> um, but we are drinking jumbo juice in honor of the uh, ir- irony there with Ant Man uh, from Airways Brewing, which is actually where we pre-gamed the movie last night. Mm-hmm. Hit the bistro, had yeah. some za, had some bergs, and, mm-hmm. and had some brews. Food and was so, pretty good too. Food was good. I've been there before. I used to work in Kent, and uh, that was a spot. You used to work right down there too. So yeah, I'm surprised you haven't eaten there before. I haven't. No. Uh, you said you would just loiter in the parking lot with growlers. Yeah. That <laughs> we would just drink there. Yeah. Honestly, that whole era of my life, I barely remember. Yeah. Well, I was a big part of it, so thanks. <laughs> um, so, JR and I are going to be tasting the beer yeah. on the mic here. Zach is uh, drinking his coffee. He's got a big day ahead of him. So, uh, we don't have shit to do, so let's get hammered. Yeah. Um, so, Jumbo Juice is their flagship IPA, uh, their hit flagship Hazy. It's actually one of the first Hazies to hit the taps in the Pacific Northwest, believe it or not. Um, hmm. So I had a few beers there last night, but I avoided this one because I wanted to try it for the first time yeah. on the mic. So it's one of the first hazy IPAs to hit the taps, uh, loaded with flake grains, smooth silk body, a generous addition of uber fruity Yakima grown citra and Apollo hops. Leave this beer bursting with tropical hop flavors and aromas 
including notes of pineapple, passion fruit, and mango. So pretty much the description of a many hazy IPAs that you'll read yeah. out there. Sounds um, right. But let's see, down the hatch. Oh, that is... Ooh, I actually like that. It's tasty. Yeah, it's pretty good. That is really good. That's almost like a soda. That is. It's like a. It's not too sweet. It's no. got the the nice. Look at Zach. He's wands. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is what I was drinking last night. Yeah, and so. uh, I'm a fan. Six point three ABV, forty IBU. So, uh, it's a staple for a reason. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. Um, my first time having it. So not only for me, but I, I, I'm a fan. I yeah. can definitely. Yeah, it's good. This back. I'm not. I'm not still on that hazy train. I was there for a minute. I parked my car and kicked it for a few years. <laughs> Me too. Um, I've it's kind of hard to stay because it's just like, I feel like it's kind of been like the forefront of, in my opinion, like microbrew culture. Like it's been so prominent that it's kind of like, like it's overplayed. had its time. Yeah. It's had its time. I went from like just hitting IPAs hard to hitting hazy IPAs hard and like just so much to drink consistently. Yeah. And you know, guys, we're not getting any younger. Yeah. Hate to yeah. break it to you. So these uh, these heavy beers are are tough to keep up with. So I've I've kind of transitioned to the pale ale segment. That's my my compromise there. But I could definitely kick back with a few of these, especially in the summertime. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty good. It's a good summer IPA. So um, without further ado, let's go into the Last of Us. Pedro Pascal coming to the screen. Wow, there's a lot about him that I'm enjoying. Particularly, I, I think how the the all of a sudden he's got the women train coming. Like, I don't know if that was before Mandalorian, but I've been noticing the women train on Pedro. Wow. What do you mean you've been noticing yeah, the women train? Expand like, on Yeah, that. like, what so, does that mean? So, like, I've never seen where, you know how you, when, when like, Chris, Ev- Chris Evans came out and they're, like, all the, like, people were like, this is my husband or this is my f- my dream guy. So what you're telling me is Amber has a crush on Pedro Pascal. No, or, or it, you're just you have a crush is, on Pedro Pascal. I have like one. You had a crush but I, on I'm Chris just Evan. saying <laughs> I'm not the only one. Mm. Is what's happening. And so I the think, train of women is code for Jr. <laughs> possibly, <laughs> but I'm also on. noticing it on Instagram as well as we try to promote our, our podcast. I go on there, and so all of a sudden Pedro is everywhere. And is this new? You're you're thinking from I'm since like the it's last new of us? because I didn't when Mandalorian came out. We did similar. And I did not see pictures of Pedro Pascal when he was 25 on there. And now mm. we're saying, oh, this is what it looks like with a aged or wine ages well kind of comments. You mm. know? And it's like, what the heck? Yeah. I kind of have a, a comment on that in a similar vein. I, I, a couple episodes ago, I was asking you guys about like movie stars mm-hmm. and like their role in society today. And if they even exist, because I do remember everything this, is yeah. kind of monopolized or, you know, mm-hmm. opposite democratized through streaming and all these different channels. And then the last of us came on and I just feel like, um, is Pedro Pascal our movie star? Because if you think about it, he's now been like in the center of three, like cultural movements in the last like three years or four years, game of Thrones, epic character, Mandalorian. Epic and now the last of us. Mm -hmm. And like, Actors who are super successful in their whole careers get one of them. Some of some actors don't ever get a single like moment where it's like you are the center of the culture. 
And he's done it three times in the last four or five years. Like he also I feel hit like on Narcos, which I he was and Narcos, oh, yeah. exactly. Narcos was can't really even good. forget Narcos. That's yeah. like four. And I feel like he hasn't been in any movies. I mean, he has been in movies. I've seen him in. Uh, he was in the um, the Nick Cage movie. Which Nick Cage movie? The the new one where <laughs> it's so like many. Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. <laughs> oh yeah, the he was wildest yeah. movie ever. He was in that movie. He was but, also in Wonder Woman too. He was. Yeah. He had the weird hair going yeah. on. Yeah. So yeah. he's in he's in movies, but like he's more kind of prominent in these shows. And I guess the question is like, has our movie star morphed into whoever's in these like long form storytelling, major budget streaming shows, as opposed to like our like our previous generation where it's like Tom Cruise's and like the Brad Pitt's who are just like hitting three or four movies like a, a year, basically. Yeah, movies are not where they used to be. I mean, streaming services have changed that. And, right. And long-term, like, expanded series is definitely the new... More exciting. New sure. regime. So yeah. I, I think that, absolutely, whoever's whoever's hitting in those consistently, which is not that common, uh, is going to, you know, rise to the top, and that's definitely been Pedro. Yeah. Is, that's crazy. Is this... That's such a different world. I don't think this is because I feel like she did not Game of Thrones, but would you consider this Bella Ramsey's breakout performance or do you think Game of Thrones kind of put her on the map and then this is just the continuance of that? No, I think this is her breakout performance. Okay. I mean, this is, forgive me, but who did she play in Game of Thrones? She was the, like the queen of the northern town. That oh, that's like, right. That's right. Oh my God. Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. She, she was, was dope. Badass. She was cool in that. And breakout Maybe we should define that a little bit more because, like, that was the first time I've ever seen her. Right. I think right? that was her first role. That was, it was, and just, it was honestly, an iconic I, role in a minute. Yeah. And it was a good role. And she had, you know, great dialogue. But I was, when I saw that, I was kind of like, I did, I wasn't sure if I was going to see her again. Right. And this feels like, dude, the show's like about her. Like, it's her and Pedro. And so this feels like it's like a step into the the center more so than that character yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Her and and their their uh their dynamic and their like relationship looks really great. Oh yeah, they're killing film. it. So and mm-hmm. even afterwards I watched a lot of like behind the scenes clips, they're joking with each other. Yeah, they're killing and, it. And um she's actually a really talented singer, you know, and so you know, she's got like this whole little thing going on with herself. But um I mean I think it's her breakout role. I didn't, you know, I don't remember her on Game of Thrones either. I didn't watch a lot of Game of Thrones though, so like but yeah, she's definitely her character is memorable just from a brief as later in the seasons. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure she takes down a giant, which was a badass mm-hmm. uh, sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah, I mean, Pedro rising star. He's there actually. He's risen. Uh, Bella is definitely rising yeah. as we go. And, and there's, not been a whole lot of other characters in the show yet. I mean, it's people coming here and there. It's like per episode, there's a new character. Yeah. Which I take it's how the game is. Yeah. 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 The game is, I've only played the first few hours. I put a few hours into it when I had a PS3 and in the shots I do remember from that game, which is, I think one of the best parts of execution of this show is like, it's just frame for frame. Yeah. Like when they're driving through the town, when they first have the breakout and they're, you're seeing like the cars slam on the brakes and all these zombies run across the street and they got to take a different route or like when a, a wall is collapsed and their path is blocked. They got to go around a detour and they run into some problems. Like that's exactly how a video game is set up mm-hmm. and it works. Like I always thought, how could you not just like, if I, if I was in this game, I just climb through the rubble. Like there's a way to get around this obstacle, but they make it believable to where they can't mm-hmm. and they have to take this detour yeah. into trouble. What a world that we live in where like this, like massive narrative storytelling show is based off of a, like a video game. 
This wasn't a book first. Mm-mm. This was not any. It was a video game first, and now it's become what the show is in HBO. I feel like it just speaks to like the stories that are being told in video games, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are gamers too, because I feel like it's this is a nerd podcast that goes hand in hand. Yeah, but. A lot of people are sleeping, like, on... If you're not a gamer, you're sleeping on, like, the gold that exists within these RPG video games these days. Because, like, some of the best stories out there, as we can attest to right now, as we're watching The Last of Us, are literally in games right now. Yeah. Like, it's, like, such a un... Like, I think that this... show which is pulling from the game is like the first to do it but i i bet you that like people are seeing this and they're like well what else is out there and the answer is there's a lot out there that you can pull from from video games well everybody's so torn up or obsessed with the multiplayer genres and the and the shooters and the the fortnite call and of war yeah. and like the single player campaign story mode games are That's a my jam very That's specific niche that i've always been a fan of yeah yeah me too and i feel like the stories that go along with it i mean we're going through hogwarts legacy right now and that story is incredible so yeah far. dude yeah um yeah. but i was curious has there been a show that was being adapted from a game that's been successful and i was trying to the witcher brain. and the witcher is the only thing that came to mind really yeah um and i didn't know if that was a book prior to the game or anything like that it, it is it was a book prior to the game so it it was not this level, obviously. No. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. good. We we actually did an episode on it, and it was entertaining. Final Fantasy? I mean, does the movie really count? Is that I mean, it is. A, it's an anime movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, not like, it's not like this. It's right. not like HBO live action. Or live action. Yeah, I don't think it was very successful. The anime. anime movie was pretty good. I mean, it was like probably not that, that successful in the U.S., but like if you like anime, you've probably seen the Final Fantasy movie. I mean, we'll see. They, have, they tried Super Mario Brothers, uh, and they're remaking that, which is coming out, but... The original Super one. Mario's with uh, Chris Pratt. John Leguizamo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt's the new there's, one. There's like a 1990s. What about Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider, I feel like they've tried, and I don't know how With much Angelina Jolie. That was yeah. like straight from that a game. That was fun. I would yeah. say it was fun. There's been some other stuff, too. Mortal Kombat? Street Fighter has not done well. Street Fighter. Mortal those Com- are like kind of like cult classic Mortal they Kombat, cult classic yeah. now. Still a legendary but, movie. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But they're not like, I would say, where those actors we're brought to another level. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like it's probably I'm, not going to win. None of that's going to win awards. No. I feel like the last of us is like, I think so for Emmys golden globes, or... like Emmys, like yeah. it's, it's about to clean up. Yeah. So what makes it so great? Cause everybody's, I don't think I've met anybody that hasn't been absolutely in love with this show. Well, I will tell you for sure the, I, I mean, I, I gasped on the last episode. I was like in shock cause I haven't played the game. Right. Yeah. So there's five episodes out so far. There's yeah. Five, right? Yep. Five. And so, uh, obviously six coming out today. Yeah. I can't mm. wait. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, episode three ha- got such a big with um, uh, Barrett and um, I forget the guy. Frank. Name. Frank. Nick Offerman. Yeah, Bill and Frank. Yeah. Bill and Frank. Uh, which is uh, um, Karen from Will and Grace's husband in real life, by the way. <laughs> Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's, yeah. Nick, it's Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, anyways, um, just that episode alone, I think, showed everybody what kind of like you know the the LGBTQ community and that like tightness, which was I always thought there was like through the whole episode, I'm like Frank's gonna betray Bill, Frank's gonna betray Bill, like there's no way this guy who he finds in a hole. Yep, who was Murray from White Lotus? Yeah, like, which I, yeah. Love, I, love I always that. love it. Yep. I, lo- I love yeah. that guy by the way. He's hilarious. He's following on Instagram, and um, but like. I'm like, this is going to be a, one of those normal portrayal movie yeah. like ep- episodes. He's going to somehow get a hold of, you know, uh, Bill and something's going to go wrong. And it tricked me, to be honest with you. That, yeah. And that's what the show has been, like, has done to me. I'm like, this is going to 
these mm-hmm. one of those things and it just tricked me and it was a love episode yeah and it literally was just those two guys mm-hmm. so it changed the whole like you're down this path with you know zombie like creatures and death and fighting yeah. and then all of a sudden it just does this like kind of weird you know little not like a full circle but like just remove the spaces around on you and you're it gives like, you like mm. perspective of the world that's yeah. happening from somebody else's point of view yeah. and, and I was watch the change mm. right yeah and uh, I mean those two guys alone were so got brought into they were doing Jimmy Kimmel they were I mean they really they fucking killed yeah. that episode yeah. oh my god I, I feel like man I feel like I could talk about this forever I, I think that there's been five episodes so far out of the five, I think two of the episodes are like TV or movie watching experiences that I'm going to remember mm-hmm. for a while. Like they've hit it out of the park twice now. Yeah. Out of five. And a lot of it is because of what you said. Like mm-hmm. everybody, I think, expected Frank to betray Bill. Yeah. We've all seen zombie movies. We've all seen the, Can't you know, The Walking anyone. Dead. Yeah. You know, the, the biggest uh, danger in the zombie world is actually the other humans, blah, 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 blah. We've seen it a million mm-hmm. times. And so. That episode in particular really took that trope and said, but what if love could exist? Right. Do you know what I mean? And what does that look like? And I think that that's something that we've never seen before. And and taking a step back from that, like whoever's working on this show and writing this show, in my opinion, they're just peaking right now. It's like prime Jordan right now. Because like that is such a fucking good idea, (laughs) Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael. That makes more sense. Yeah. 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 Um, You're not in your prime yet, bro. No. That's true. Also true. <laughs> um, and and then I think that the same thing happened in episode five with Henry and Sam. As soon as Henry and Sam was introduced to us, I was like, fuck, they're going to, this is going to suck. It's going to be sad. I just felt like they were being set up to, to be killed. But there was multiple moments in that episode that made me question it to the point where I was like, well, maybe they talked about like Wyoming they talked about like moving on to the next thing. Joel kind of wrestled with the decision. Ellie really had to convince him. Yeah. And it was like, oh, like they actually feel like they're setting up to go in a different way. Then that, you know, the whole thing, the fight happens and you're kind of like, well, somebody must have gotten hurt. We find out Sam got bit. But then there's a moment where Ellie's like, my blood is medicine. Yeah. And she cuts her hand and she puts it on the wound. And in that moment, I was like, oh, oh, she's going to save him because we're going to find out what like who I, yeah. Ellie actually is, yeah. right? <clears throat> the next scene, uh, Sam sitting on the bed, looking out the window, and I just felt like it was lit very like warmly. Like it was, it was like the way the scene was set up was kind of like success. He made it, and and I think that in that way, it as a viewer, it kind of took me to the very end, to like the edge of this chasm before that dropped on me that. No, it, it all failed, and like what I initially thought happened is actually going to happen, and that's not easy to do. Like that's like we're all seasoned veterans of watching TV. We've seen zombie shit. We know like that bad stuff happens, but to have somebody still guessing like that deep into like what the actual plot structure is, I feel like is super super impressive. And then after that kind of ball drops, and we find out that Sam is bad we have that moment where Henry has to kill his brother. And then there's like this minute long multi shot from, from various perspective moment between Joel and Ellie and Henry, where there's like just two lines repeated back and forth. And so like on the script, it probably looks stupid. It's probably like, give me the gun, give me the gun, give me the gun. What did I do? What did I do? What did I do? But the way that those fucking actors Mm -hmm. brought that to life, 
that one minute was like the most crushing minute 60 seconds of television i've ever seen dude mm-hmm. i'm starting to get excited because it's like henry whoever that actor is holy shit bro he like he was just like uh, stammering and stuttering and crying and he just and, it, I, and I felt yeah. it and i felt it so i think that everybody's on their a game that's yeah. what i th- really think it is like it's like good ideas right time and the actors and the people working on it are just fucking yeah. peaking yeah, I think the one thing to note, too, is there is a lot of similarity going on with the game, and they're not just going like for like. One of the things that the writers brought to the show was that Sam had to be deaf and only speak sign language. If you watch the exclusive uh, interviews after the episode, they talk about how what could they bring to make those two guys even closer, Henry and Sam. Like, what's the one thing that they could do? And, like, the main writer and producer was like, uh, he goes, I wish I would have came up with this, but one of the other writers did, and he was like, have Sam only speak sign language, so that way those two guys' connection is even deeper. And he had that little etch-a-sketch pad that yeah, he right so on. Yeah, so he goes, just having that one Dude. little shift from the game into the show, which heightened that whole last bit of it where your your heart breaks and you're gasping mm-hmm. and you're like, what am I doing mm. in my life kind of scenarios is just yeah. that. And that's how amazing... When, you know, you have these amazing writers and you have these guys who just think all the time outside the box. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we make this even better? And just by doing that, I mean, mm-hmm. and so they had this kid and they had a sign language guy, you know, while he's down behind camera and the guy's doing the sign language. So the kid's literally mimicking him on camera wow. doing it. I heard an interview, too, that like drives the dagger in just a little bit more on that. How that how mm-hmm. tragic that last episode is. So. Before Sam turns the night before he asks Ellie, um, are you still in there when you're a monster? Or something to that effect. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not the exact line, but something to that effect. And he knew he was bit, and that was the question that he asked. Well, in an interview afterwards, the show creators explained that um, if you are infected, you are still in there. Like, the, the fungus controls physically your mm-hmm. body, but, like mentally you're seeing things like you're still in your body. You just can't control your body until you turn into like a bloater, which is like the big ass one that was in the episode or like a clicker until like, until it completely takes you, you're still in there. And so when the scene first started and we saw Sam sitting on the bed, looking out the window, what he was doing was trying to fight it because he was still there and he was there until the very, very end. Yeah. Is that not like when I found that out, I was like, fuck, <laughs> I could cry again. <laughs> what again? the fuck? I mean, it's not again. Like, wait, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> fucking muscle cars. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fast X. Um, I I think that that scene in particular was just so well. Like everything's been so well executed. Like everybody's saying that they're on their A game and they're just mm-hmm. they're peaking. If you take that, because I, f- I continue to see the comparisons, like this is how Walking Dead should have been. This is what they were trying to do, and we all loved Walking Dead for an extent when it for first a while, came out. yeah, a couple seasons. Um, but that same scene, like if that was fucking Carl fighting a zombie and fucking they had to shoot it or whatever, like it would have been so drawn out and so dramatic and so like music, and then he cries and he holds him, and then maybe he blows his head off, but like. It was just instant reaction, like, fuck, 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 boom, gone. And, and then, I don't know if The Walking... Like, I think The Walking Dead, when we first saw it, they were like, oh, my God, they're, like, so brave. They're willing to do whatever. But now we're, we saw that scene, and comparing it back to The Walking Dead, 
I don't think The Walking Dead would be willing to kill Carl. I don't think so. I don't think The Walking Dead would say, like, oh, yeah, and in this scene, Rick kills Carl. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. Like, even that is like The Walking Dead pulled punches. It's also like killing Ellie. I mean, if you kill Carl, and that's yeah, comparison. True. But even a side character, like shooting a kid in the head, is they're only going to do it if it's a zombie. And, and it was a zombie, and they've done that in Walking Dead, but it was so, like... Like, even the f- second season of Walking Dead with the barn scene, the girl walks out, and they're like, they mm-hmm. have to kill her. It's like, it's this dramatic fucking sequence. Yeah. And they just, they make it real. Like, this is what would, you know, yeah, in my imagination, yeah. happen in that situation. Yeah. It was intense. It was definitely intense. Just watching uh, Joel go to Henry and like, hey, give me the gun. Give me the gun. Because he knew. Yeah, dude. Like, give me the that gun. That was the moment. He gave me the Fuck. gun. And, and that was, yeah, that was intense. And just another, like, thing for Pascal, too, just that whole, like, fear in his eyes. He went from being this brave soldier yeah. to, like, you could see the fear in his eyes. And his that's a tribute to And then that, Ellie writes, I'm sorry, on the mm-hmm. sketch pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his, Pedro's growth in this show, I mean, it's like, what was he before the breakout? Was he, like, a... A construction worker or like when he was working he was some kind of like laborer yeah yeah like nothing like military background or anything and now he's just 20 years well later. he had a military background oh he did yeah he had a, he was some kind of like major soldier and you know killer like he you know but he changed his life and had okay a i didn't know anything about his but military uh background yeah he that. had that's why he's so good at it and he's he, and he's, he's hardened as fuck but yeah then ellie's coming in and softening him yeah and a little bit reminding little, him of his daughter and yeah yeah that whole situation yeah, yeah. So did you guys cry? No, I was close though. No. Particularly with uh, uh, what Sam. about Bill and Frank? I did not cry there either. I was just inspired, was just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was just really, and I just love seeing Nick Offerman in that that role. I mean, that whole <laughs> that was basically Ron Swanson yeah. in the Zombie Apocalypse <laughs> yeah. with his with gay, yeah, gay yeah. Ron, Ron Swanson in, in the Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah, uh, Murray Bar- Barlett is Frank, and then Nick Offerman is Bill, and uh, Nick Offerman is actually uh, actually a really funny actor. Does oh a yeah, lot of funny stand up. So yeah, he's great. I, I mean that. Yeah, it's just every episode is like its own movie, and then this next one coming out there in Wyoming, I think, and they find Tommy, and yeah, there's some some rift there, some for conflict. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I I think that the most like, I don't know, there's been a lot of really like the clickers and everything, like the execution of the villains has been so well done. Yeah. I also think that the uh, the most grossed out I've been so far was when that thing got Tess and was putting its tentacles like in oh, her mouth yeah. right? like I could I, I, my skin was crawling <laughs> the whole time that happened that was so I was weird. excited I was like light the fucking lighter oh you were excited yeah yeah that tracks <laughs> <laughs> disgusting <laughs> alright so we all love Last of Us it's so good yeah. man uh, how many episodes are in this first season do we know man I don't know but I definitely I mean we're definitely going to touch on it when it ends because yeah. there's so much we problem. were going to wait for it all to come out but it's just so so impactful right now we want to yeah. get get on the topic while we could yeah. so yeah i'm not uh, quite sure how many episodes but i'm in for it every week i don't i usually don't watch shows like that i usually kind of wait I, I tried to wait but i couldn't yeah Everybody, i don't want to wait the momentum yeah. was like no you have you can't wait yeah. you have to watch i was like excited this. every and i was like okay every Sunday, fine i'll give it a go came early last week on a friday was, yeah. was a friday yeah. night thing so i just freaking love the episodic release, like I can't binge it, I gotta wait. And yeah. it's you like that, like that. I, I think like it binging builds, it. Yeah. yeah. And you can just like re really digest the episode, not just like yeah. Hop on next, hop on the next, and they all blur together. Yeah, yeah, I feel it. Cool. Well, uh, we'll be right back after this. Thanks. 
This episode is brought to you by our friends and family at Action City Comics who have been with us from the very beginning. Love you guys. Uh, they have our picture up on the wall in there from 2000 and whenever. That's how long they've been with us. Forgot about that. Um, yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to know where that you can look for them on Instagram, Facebook, they got a new Facebook group coming out where you can do auctions, exclusive books. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we love them to death and we appreciate them. So Federal Way, Washington, go say hi to my best friend, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Love you, Action City. And we're back and we are now, what is it? Less than 12 hours removed from watching Ant-Man Quantumania. Hmm. And Zach still has half a chub from Jonathan Major's performance, which yep. I don't think he's alone I mean, there. Not yeah. that I can see it or anything. We all. I just can assume. <laughs> well, my jeans are getting pretty tight. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> should look into that. Now I don't even want to look over there. Now he's fully. When I'm talking to Zach, I'm a little Fully at guard. <laughs> down. Uh, <laughs> so I, going into this movie, I this was one of the Marvel movies since really... I mean, I, I was excited for Multiverse of Madness and, and kind of let down, but this was the one I was really looking forward to when they released the entire phase because I thought this is going to be the wildest. I've always enjoyed Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. And bringing in Kang for the first time, I was just giddy. Yeah, Kang. And I always try to avoid reviews before I go into a movie. We all do. And then mm-hmm. we talk about it, and then we review it. And I just was flooded with all the bashing of this movie on Twitter, on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I did see on, that too, yeah. Online, like, it was just like, flooding the gates to the point to where I was like expecting a letdown. And so I was going into this way less optimistic than I had previously. Interesting. Before the release. Um, Makes sense though. Cause the last two movies were definitely let down. I mean, except for black Panther Wakanda, right? But Thor and Dr. Strange were definitely letdowns for sure. Yeah. And we've all been discussing how we feel Marvel's losing its mm-hmm. way. It's, it's so spread out now between the series that are going mm-hmm. on and the movies and the fact that you have to watch the series to get the full story of yeah. the movies. Like it's just so spread out and so everywhere. It's hard to really put it into one storyline and really follow along. Like mm-hmm. the original release of the Marvels, like movies, it was just movie to movie to movie and they all blended in perfectly and then mm-hmm. the Avengers would be the finale and then it'd go to the next Avengers and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just not that easy anymore. So this one was going to be crazy. Um, and I have a feeling, I know how Zach felt about it. Um, we, we try and watch, we watched a movie and we tried not to talk about it. On the Which way back. sucked, by the way. Because <laughs> we're with my brother and his friends Which and they're sucks. all just discussing how much they hated it or loved it or Which what they enjoyed. Which is like the best part about going in the movies with people. I, I realized last night while we're at the movie, like, this kind of is weird <laughs> because like we watched the movie and then we were all just like awkwardly sitting there like, well, we're doing a podcast tomorrow, so we don't really want to share anything. Yeah. Zach tried to talk. I was like, shut the fuck. Don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep your head down. Let's walk to our cars. Let's go home. See you at 10. Yeah. Um, so anything we want to discuss about the movie in particular before we go into our opinions? Um, like as in like, like characters or like maybe some notes or some information like Kang. I know a lot of people were still curious about Kang. Everybody's still curious about Kang. I don't think anybody really knows what the fuck Kang is. So Kang is definitely one that in my, in my very first opinion of Kang before the movie or anything came out, he's always been this like, um, kind of had tantrums kind of character, always trying to control things, can't really gets there, then fails and then throws a tantrum, which we did kind of see in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has multiple versions of him. And he, yeah, so if you look down the list of Avengers and you look down the list of Kang, there's multiple v- variants of Kang in v- first appearances. Uh, you know, he's talking about, and we saw kind of the Egyptian Rama Tut 
he's in there, you know, and there's there's another version of him as as an Egyptian. And so Kang has always been like this to me, not like a Thanos kind of, even though he is a villain where he tries to control. I mean, the multiverse and the but he's not that powerful, is he? But he's not as powerful as as Thanos. But you know, he tried to be. So he kind of reminded me of of uh, this character. You know, that we were like, okay, you got a sub villain, and then you got your main villain, and he Kang is has always been like a sub villain. Like, he's like the Modok. Yeah. Of <laughs> well, like uh, the bigger villain, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like the henchman guy. Yeah, of like the and he's villain. always he's always by himself. He's like he's always like. It, it, Does he serve another villain? I no, I've never no. seen him serve. Okay. He's always trying to be this guy that's trying to be the main guy, but can't seem to get past these certain things. And he has killed the Avengers before. He has conned the timelines and was able to work it out. But six one six Earth, which is basically our Earth, is the one where he struggles the most. Which is mm-hmm. like that Ant Man and you know Scott Lang, Scott Lang or yeah. a Hank Pym Ant Man, which is Hank Pym. I think we always underrate underestimate Hank Pym because we've been seeing Scott Lang as Ant Man, mm-hmm. but Hank Pym is the original Ant Man. That's was, his dad, right? That's his uh, mentor. Oh, that's the guy. That's that, Hope's dad. Right, right, right. Okay. And so um, we always kind of forget how powerful he really was, and as Ant Man and the original, and how smart he was. Because Scott Lang is not smart. Scott Lang is street smart, not. Look yeah. smart. So yeah. um, he follows his heart. He follows his heart. Yeah. And so, um, but back to Kang, he's just always been this character that's just been like, to me, he's always been really annoying. Yeah. He just kind of just comes in and just disrupts. Yeah. And he's kind of like a, a Baron from, you know, the Avengers, that kind of sub villain. You're like, dude, get out of yeah. here. You're just kind of making things rough, mm-hmm. worse for the main mm-hmm. villain to get his job done. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of like the Penguin in Batman. A little bit, yeah. Like, like the, the penguin thing. was always like a guy that worked for like yeah. Two Face or like the Joker, or like the main guy. Yeah. Do you feel like um, they're setting Kang up to be like Thanos level threat? Like it feels like everything is saying well, they that show they the are of, of Kangs, which is a big deal too. There's a first appearance of that as well, and um, I don't know. It's I hope not. I I mean maybe he did. He seemed pretty powerful, but Ant Man. I mean, we'll get into this part two where Scott Lang comes in and fights him, and I was like, actually proud of that moment, you know. Yeah. But and he kind of puts him in his place for a second, and Ant Man, that Ant Man is not as powerful as Captain America or Thor, and so he did mention he killed Thor. He did, yeah. But it's just like he, you know, he figured out in a, a way. Timeline. I I don't All know. Right. I I feel like if it's Jonathan. Uh, majors, then yes, I feel like that'd be a great. They're gonna put all their eggs in, in that and, basket. particularly how big he gets. And this is what the problem I think Disney is having is they're like, okay, what's trending, right? And so if Jonathan Majors is trending, then yeah, let's make this our super villain instead of actually trying to do a good story and figure that out. I I I, I think. I there was like a hunch or a, a intuition I had that was based on yeah conversations we've had about this before, mm-hmm. where I was thinking. Maybe they're hiding like the ace up their sleeve and like there's actually a big baddie that's coming mm-hmm. that they haven't even said anything about yet. Yeah. And Kang is being like the guy that they're pushing out in front of people. Could that be Galactus? It could be Galactus. Potentially it could be Galactus. See some silver server. Fantastic Four is supposed to be coming out. Yeah, you know? it might so be Galactus. Galactus but, or Centur, you know, all these kind of people. But right I there. also agree with you that Jonathan Majors is like getting mm-hmm. like he's like a big bigger and bigger deal like he's he's like physically and in stature <laughs> yeah. yeah and um 
I wonder if Disney's basically taking that into account. Yeah. And they're basically just like, well, shit. It's definitely one of my. Yeah. This dude's a star. Like, let's just. Let's ride it. Ride right? this yeah. out. And I think that's what I'm kind of rooting for. Like, just watching him and Loki and just how, like, weird and charismatic he was. and But he was a villain. Like, I was like, yeah. I'm intrigued by that. And then enter him into Quantumania. And he has this level of empathy where you almost root for him. Yeah, I mean, he's tearing in and some of the episodes. He's, he's so convincing when he's trying to yeah. convince Scott that, like, he's their best hope of saving mankind yeah. because something terrible's coming. Mm-hmm. It's like, fuck, I, yeah. would, I would have a hard time saying no to that, too. Mm-hmm. And then he starts fucking with his daughter, and obviously he's going to Yeah, he's still a van. I, 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 Jonathan Majors uh, is such an interesting dude, and I was sending you this. This is the video that Jordan... I watched did. that one last night. Oh, you did watch I it? I watched the one this morning, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so he's very, like, artsy and super mm-hmm. um, kind of intellectual and intuitive. And he plays a lot of, like, big, beefy, not Creed always, three. but now he has, he plays, like, Kang the Conqueror, mm-hmm. and he's in Creed Three. he he's looks like, like fucking Incredible oh God, Hulk. He like huge. He's massive. So he plays these, like, really huge, like, action star type of characters. But at his core, he's really almost more Shakespearean in like the way he approaches the craft. Yeah. And like he goes on this in this interview, he goes on this like kind of long, interesting um, monologue about like, how do you play a character that can speak every language and has been in every timeline and understands things that you would never understand and has seen every outcome and blah, 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 blah. And now once I've like kind of heard him make that statement. And then I think about how he played the Kang in Loki versus how he played Kang in this movie. I think, Every single Kang we see, he's just throwing out like, well, this Kang's this way, this Kang's that way, this Kang's this way. And like, he's really kind of making a million different characters within this one character Mm -hmm. that is all Kang. And I just feel like it's really, really cool what he's doing and like how he's like approaching it. And I mean, yeah, he deserves all the flowers. Like that was, he's rad. Yeah, he he even like- When he, you know, crash lands in the quantum realm and Janet's helping him put together his ship, he's like, I made you a promise. Come with me. You can see your daughter. Like, he was going to go wreck shit, right? But he was going to honor Bring his promise. Her. Yeah. And yeah. He, he like, wasn't going to lie. No. Like, he's, he's he has some he's integrity. He's multifaceted. It's so, yeah. it's such an in-depth character yeah. that I do hope that he becomes, a, if not the big baddie, he's a big part in it. And I'm curious, with the Council of Kangs out or like banishing him to the quantum realm, He's a villain to them, mm-hmm. and he's a villain to us. So is there going to be like a triangle of conflict, or is he going to end up siding with the Avengers to fight back on the Council of Kang? Because like, he didn't die. No, he's alive. He got yeah banished to like the Ultra Quantum realm, like whatever <laughs> the hell that was. But he like w- the character didn't die. Well, even Scott Lang saying that in his head as he's walking down the street, he's like he did. We did defeat him, right? Like he's he did die. He's, right? he's still stuck there. So yeah, he, yeah, we won. Like yeah. he's like trying to convince himself he's yeah. gone. He knows yeah. he's not. Yeah. And there's that like what's coming. And so I think the Council of Kangs, maybe Jonathan Majors, like his Kang in that movie becomes like somebody that teams up with an the anti-hero. Yeah. An anti-hero vibes. Yeah. Because he has I that. See it. He yeah. has that personality to him where he he's vengeful and he'll do whatever it takes. He wants he also, to win. Mm-hmm. And and but who does he want to win against? He Council wants to win Kings. against them. Yeah. 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 Oh, so that could be interesting. Yeah, too. I could see that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I mean, plus you're rooting for him. You are kind of rooting for Kang at points. Yeah, through the like movie, you like so. you, you feel like he's got something to him that he's not telling you. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just so interesting to me because they like so Kang is is a humanoid, right? He's human, isn't he? Yeah, he shows up. He show. I mean, in the event in the Avengers, he's a he's Egyptian. 
Yeah. So yeah. like he somehow gets this power genius, where he can right? travel through time yeah. or like he works out this like I can't remember. It's like a magic thing because uh, I think it's like a magic thing where like all of a sudden he finds something or I'm not exactly sure, but he ends up in this like realm where he just and his ship is really important to him. Yeah. He, I mean, he can connect it to his mind. Yeah. And that's, so and that's how he travels. That's time. pretty that's impressive. And I, if I don't remember if it's like a celestial that helps him or is it magic, but somehow he he just kind of retains his ship and he's kind of just he's very spiteful and very like just he's so into himself that he just kind of. He's kind of like a baby, so. But I, I think, like I said, Jonathan Majors kind of, kind of has that, but kind of twists this in this like he's still kind of badass at the same time. So yeah, it's so interesting to me that you can see like the end of time and then know it's coming, but still like change it. Like it's just, yeah. it's just, yeah, that's so hard to. And follow. in the in the film, he, the Kang that we was in this movie kept saying like, "I know it's coming," and like at, there was one line in particular that was like, "Well, what's coming?" And it's like me, and he was like. And it seemed like the Council of Kang might be like the end of time. Bro, he's the anti. You're fucking right, bro. As I'm (laughs) as I'm like thinking this through, it makes a lot of sense because like the Council of Kang is like the end doom, like impending. And he's like, no, I want to win. And he's like, want to win against who? Me. So it's like he they're going to fight like that. Kang is coming back and he's going to he's going to lead us to victory. Hell yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. All right, so thoughts on the movie? Uh, well, so I I enjoyed the movie. Okay, I actually enjoyed it. I laughed. I didn't. I didn't like. If there was some bad parts, I I mean they were very not not as noticeable to me as maybe some of our other companions that night. Um, I know <laughs> they talked about Cassie being super annoying, um, and I have a theory about all that too as well with Disney and uh but I enjoyed it. I was surprised to see Modoc. I mean we were all laughing. I can hear Modoc laughing cool. so loud. Every time he came on the screen I was cracking up. Yeah. Swucking his head, dude. And yeah. All I can think of is Oswald Patton, you know, and like I know I miss Patton Oswald's version. Patton Oswald's but, his name backwards. But um Yeah, Corey Stoll's character from Corey, the original yeah, Ant Man. Yeah. The was it the yellow jacket? The yellow jacket Darren. And Darren and it shows his little booty, you know, which was funny. <laughs> his little limbs. His like little I didn't limb. notice your baby legs. It yeah. reminded me of Deadpool. Yeah. Growing his legs back. It's like they're not baby legs. <laughs> uh, Why are you such a dick? Yeah. Like, what should I be? Tell me what to be. <laughs> he was I'm a just, nice I'm just It was a, a perfect Modoc. Yeah. That's exactly how Modoc's so self conscious and so but yet wants to be the main villain and <laughs> Again, he's a sub villain. He really is. Yeah. Um, he's and, always had some humor behind him. Yeah, right? always. Yeah. Always, even in the comics. Just, people make fun of him all the time. So, um, and I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the movie looked great. Um, it wasn't overly fantastical, as, you know, I think what Thor tried to do was up itself, you know, a couple times. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we laughed and we had a great time with Thor. And then all of a sudden, you get this this movie and they try to up that last movie and I think they overdid it. And, and we uh, talked about Thor's pacing in the last yeah. movie. It was just so yeah. much like joke, joke, joke. Yeah, there yeah. was joke, a joke. There was something wrong with yeah, just too like much. the edit of that movie. Yeah. But yeah. We've already been through that. And so I think with this one, it, it worked out really well. I really was impressed with the uh, Ant-Man this time around. I really was. I mean, his, his power abilities, his, I mean, just from a comic book perspective, his, he's able to control it. And I think, um, having Cassie there was a way to do that as well. Hey, jump, press, jump, press, you know, like make Can sure I explain you, how his process. Yeah. Worked? Work, work it through his mind. And, and then when he got angry and he really put Kang in his place for a second, I mean, I was like, I actually kind of was like, 
for a second because he came and just went super power mode on him. Mm-hmm. And you really don't see that from, from Ant-Man. And if you watch the last, obviously you watch the last stuff with him, he's been kind of that character that gets his booty kicked, right? You know, mm-hmm. kind of funny, gets knocked over. He still got his ass wrecked at the he end He did. There, he but, couldn't but fight he him, fight him. But no. he stood him up. He did his job. He's And that's perfectly what he said. He goes, we don't, I don't need to win. We just both need to lose, which yeah. is perfect sacrifice character. And um, so I, I enjoyed it. I I mean, I loved it. I loved the whole, can- you know, Bill Murray was in there, even though Bill Murray could yeah. be an asshole about stuff. Um, I think it was good to see all these characters, fun characters around the multiverse. Um, blob guy. Blob guy. The guy, I mean, you felt sad for the, I can't even think of the helmet guy, the humanoid, you know, and so. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight, just so you know. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was mid. I didn't hate it as I, like, have, I've th- been thinking about it, like, but it was just okay to me. I mean, I think that it was funny in moments. I think that the pink ooze guy like should get his own spinoff. <laughs> like that XR. was like, yeah, that was like <laughs> that character was hilarious. I um, have holes. Kang, obviously. I mean, we've already talked about Jonathan Majors. I really think that Jonathan Majors mm-hmm. is like Loki carrying the Marvel right Pascal. now. Like this dude is like they hit on him, and he's carried this movie in my opinion. Um, so that was like a high point. Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd. Like I think he's funny at times, and other times not as funny. Like I might not be as big of a Paul Rudd fan as other people. Um, island. I'm an I'm on an island. I might be. Um, <laughs> With no paddle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just feel like he plays the same character in everything he's in. To an extent. Yeah. Like he just plays Paul Rudd, which Get is up. which is cool. I mean, everybody likes Paul Rudd. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Inner dialogue. I don't know. I, uh, I'm trying to think of like other, I I just felt like it was me. Like it it just was okay. You know, Ant-Man is cool. He didn't save the day. Like at the end of the day, it was saved by a bunch of ants, which was like, which is awesome. (laughs) I love that. I thought that part was cool. Yeah. I thought it was with Hank Pym. I don't know. Hank Pym walks in. He's like, you talk to ants. Yeah. Modoc was cool. I liked Modoc. What was like Six. a really low for it? Like, if you had a really low point for the movie, what was it? Um, I kind of felt it had this like undertone that it was pushing of like, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know if I want to get it like because I'm not sure. But political, I th- yeah, it had yeah. like a political, the homeless t- tone, like the homeless the... and like don't pick on the little guy yeah. and uh, socialism isn't that bad. And I'm not even like you know, saying my own political position, but it felt very like targeted towards a specific audience. Mm. And it felt like Disney was like kind of saying, Hey, I know what young people think. I know what young people like. So I'm going to just align myself with that so I can build a fan base out of these young people. So as they get older, they can continue the Disney legacy. Like it, it just felt very, and that that whole idea, if that's true, feels slimy to me. Yeah. Like I don't know. It just feels like manipulative. I feel of. like they're using the blip, they call it, as like COVID and like relating that to the world and how like the world's trying to come back and mm-hmm. this right. whole new regime and this whole new mindset on what life is and like they're definitely leaning into the younger Stupid generation. I, yeah. I, I and was, it just and that felt weird to me. Yeah. And like yeah. like and uh um the daughter, Hope. Yes. Hope's the Hope's the, the wife, which is she's uh, wasp. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Cassie. Um, Cassie. She was like the leading that. Her character was very yeah. much like, yeah. and it, that just felt like the way it was written felt on the nose. It wasn't even subtle, you know? It oh, just yeah. was really on the nose, like super straightforward. And I thought it was like heavy handed and, and obtuse. And then I also felt like the character um, who had been in the quantum realm with Jonathan Majors. What was her name again? Janet. Janet. Janet Michelle Pfeiffer. Bro, they had been in the quantum realm for like an hour and a half. I literally checked my watch and she's still not telling them anything. Uh, you were getting and so she's mad like, next to me. She's I like, I'm trying to protect you. And they're like, what's going on? Who's this Kang guy? Where are we? What? There's a city down here? And she's like, don't worry about it. Just trust me. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, it's an hour and a half. Like, they're already here. Like, what is happening? I feel like you, no character in the world would be like, I'm not saying. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to protect you. Like, bruh, you failed. We're already in the quantum realm. What are you talking about? I hate when they do that. They've been shooting at me for 30 minutes, dog. You're not protecting me. Just tell me what is happening. When they do it for, like, God, that was so dumb. We can't talk now. We'll discuss later. Yeah, I feel like we fucking can. Yes, we can. We're in a spaceship fly. We're on a fucking road trip. (laughs) Tell me what's happening. It's like, Like, it's so, it just makes. It oh. drags it out on purpose. It's like when you watch and you watch like theater, and there's that guy or like someone's on stage, and they're like getting their hands together, and they're like doing this like stretch it out kind of hand movement. Yes, it's like, yes. Do this. This is like the director, Janet Michelle. Yeah, just stretch, stretch it, out. it out. Stretch Na- it out, and it's purely for narrative purposes because yes. like you don't want the audience to know. Right. You want a big and, reveal. And in my opinion, it's poor writing. Yeah, it's poor writing. It's, it's like it's lazy be smarter writing, for sure. Be smarter. Yeah. Have more motivation. And so I guess like my main thing is like after watching the movie, I'm like, man, we could write a script that can be a Marvel movie for real because like I really feel like <laughs> we should do it. That's the conclusion. You can this do. is the conclusion because like I really feel like this script is not that good. It's really not. And the fact that it got greenlit all the way to this project and released, yeah. I'm like, bro. So I looked up the writer. His name is Jeff Loveness. Love Jeff Loveness. I'm not trying to shit on anybody. I'm just saying, well, look, what, I don't think it was very good. What he's written for before this, this is his first big Major feature. Major movie? Wow. Uh, the Office. Oh. The Onion News Network, which is a comedic news network. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Rick and Morty. And now Ant-Man. So just all comedy, all uh, series. Right. And then they just make this huge blockbuster and they put Jeff Loveness. Like, I mean, that's that's a miss in my opinion. Like, if you're going to have him... Like, At least put some like some sort of mentors around him. Right. Like, I guess what I'm saying is yeah, like... some co-writers. I'm not saying yeah. that he's not talented either because like I think that like there's got to be iterations and so on and so forth. But I guess what I'm really kind of trying to say is how did this get greenlit to the project? Like, how did... How did... what? How was there not a stopgap between... The draft and the final review and the actual like starting to film where somebody didn't say like, hey, you know, Janet, do you think after an hour and a half of being in quantum mania, like she's still not going to tell them anything? (laughs) I knew he was going to bring this up. Do you know? You're like talking to yourself like they've been there for fucking hour. Yeah. (laughs) They're already there. Yeah. Because it was pissing me off. (laughs) It was really making me mad. And I just feel like shit like that is like. It's just such a miss. And it's like, you, bro, you guys got a whole team of, oh, I'm, I'm assuming, a fucking full writer's room. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody caught that. Like, mm-hmm. it's just. Especially for something that's supposed to be so pivotal in your phase. Like, this has to It hit. feels like a miss. Yeah. yeah. It feels like a miss. I think the writing was was sub suboptimal for sure. I think that the tone was very comedic. And Ant-Man's always been comedic. But there's yeah. always been a little bit more to it. And this one had just very little of that until Kang came in. And Kang was the, the seriousness of the mm-hmm. show, which I think that he definitely carried it. I think Paul Rudd was even like pretty, pretty 
pretty whack in this one. I think that he had his moments that I like, oh, I love Paul Rudd. But like his his concern over Cassie and Cassie being just this protagonist in her own realm of driving this narrative like you're talking about, Zach, like it would just seem like he was following her as opposed to like following his own storyline. I think Janet was super annoying. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> I fucking loved Modoc. I think that this story was like, it was just like, it was like a plan of the apes, like the whole story of it, like crash landing. There's this society that's enslaved and then they have to fo- round yeah. them up and fight back. It was like Endor return of the Jedi. Like there, I just thought a bunch of Ewoks running towards a definitely the, Star mm, Wars vibes. The empire and like, yeah. Yeah, Oh, Star Wars like themed throughout, like all the creatures yeah. and yeah. the bar and the yeah. weird food and like, which I don't hate. It's like, it's just a recycled mm-hmm. narrative. Like we've seen over and over and over again. And I think that it was executed. Okay. If you're going to do something like that that we've seen before from like a plot structure point, then the emphasis becomes on the execution. Mm-hmm. And the execution was trash. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was trash. I don't think it was great. I think that the writing was, was the worst part. I think that there was some cool effects. And I think there was some cool dialogue, cool act, like great acting from Kang. And yeah. I think that there were some cool parts. I love seeing Bill Murray. I think Modoc was a huge fun addition. I think that was probably Loveness' yeah. best contrib- contribution, if that was his Surprising, idea. Surprising, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Surprised you. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I thought it was I thought it was in between kind of both of you guys. I don't think you gave a score, but I had it as seven. Six. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah, so six, seven, eight. And I think that it's gotten worse than that. So I think we're being generous. Yeah. Um, and I also think a little bit of my higher score than I thought I was going to give it is because I went in hoping it not to suck. I think you're sitting next to me like as it was starting, I was like, please don't suck. Please don't <laughs> yeah, suck. Yeah, he did say that. I just didn't want another shitty Marvel letdown. And after watching Wakanda Forever, I was like, okay, we still got some hope here. And then a little speed bump, not 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 what I was hoping for ultimately, Yeah. but um, also wasn't as bad as I think he got bashed for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this theory, and we were talking about this a little bit and about earlier, and I didn't say what. I have this theory that what Disney's kind of doing, and they're obviously – What's the main goal for these movies? And which wasn't the first set. The first set was let's throw this storyline out there. Let's get these characters who've never been on film before. Let's get excited about that. And now I feel like they've shifted and it's like, how can we maximize our viewership? Right. And so we've got adults and we've got children and this is Disney, right? And so if you notice the last movies, except even at the end of Black Panther, um, they've had kids in the movies. I mean, you had, you know, um, Doctor Strange. You had, uh, uh, you know, uh, Chavis. You know, her mm-hmm. her character comes through, right? And America, so America, America, Chavis, yeah. yeah. And so, and then you've got uh, Thor, and you've got this, you know, eternal daughter coming through, right? So you have these, like, ca- these children in these movies. And Cassie is not a child. Catherine Newton is not a child. She's 20-something. But she looks like one, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have like this all of a sudden Disney's like, okay, now we need to put it our perspective, which has always been towards children and how get a wider audience. So, you know, if you got PG, you know, everybody can watch it. And I feel like that's what they've been doing. And that's really kind of throwing things off. And you're getting these writers who are like, even with the Doctor Strange, and you can see that internal struggle because they had Sam Raimi as a director. Mm-hmm. And you saw that internal struggle in there because he really wanted to go dark and creepy. But you can't go dark and creepy when you got a kid running around mm-hmm. trying to be the hero. And I feel like Disney has all of a sudden said, now it's time to do it our way, which is wider wide audience, net. Wide net. Yeah. Our favorite. Our yeah, let's throw some political views kind of in there with the children and yeah. and I f- I do feel like that's shitty. Um and so uh, the and for me just giving it such a higher score is because I was entertained, period. Right. And um 
It just feels slimy. It does feel it feels, slimy. It yeah. feels like, um, and it sucks because I can see it. Yeah, and it's like it's not hidden. Like I think that like it's probably not new for these like major motion mm. picture companies to like have messaging and have strategies to try to like you know attract an audience yeah. and so on and so forth. But w- what Disney's doing and what I saw in this last movie was like clearly they were sitting at a table and they were like. What's our target audience? Okay, our target audience is like, you know, teens to like early 20s mm-hmm. in college, you know, whatever, whatever. What are their political views? Overwhelmingly, like they believe in this one thing. Okay, so let's make a movie that's pushing that. Like it didn't feel like it was sincere. It felt like it was it was strategy at a boardroom to capture strategy, an audience. Like, yeah. And it just feels manipulative and weird. It's like, I just wish that... Um, it seemed like, and I and I, I think you put it really eloquently when you were like, well, when initially you compared it to the first mm-hmm. set of like the MCU phase. And that was like pure because MCU was like, can we do this movie thing? Like, mm-hmm. is this going to work? Let's just put out stories that yeah. are rad. And it feels like that's not what Disney's trying to do anymore. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, we already got you hook, line, and sinker with your Marvel. You're going to watch it anyway. So now what can we do with you? Like, yeah. and it feels like they're trying to like, control like i don't know something weird and yeah. i just feel kind of grossed out by it to yeah. be honest it's kind of what we thought was going to happen with disney when disney started buying the rights to the characters is this whole machine of this is how we do things and obviously they couldn't do that initially with the first phase because that already started moving and so you know they they kind of had to go with the flow go with the writers go with you know some of these you know that had been already contracted to do it. And now you, you got your new phase and they're like, okay, let's put our Disney agenda on there. And I think that was a big, big problem we saw, particularly when they took over star Wars as well, which has not been great either is this big stamp of, this is a Disney movie, Disney production, Disney, Disney put the money up. We're the, you know, we're the guys who, who make this happen. And so now you have this stamp of Disney on there, which is only works if it's like a Pixar movie or, right. or cartoon, you know, which are very entertaining, obviously. Yeah, those are great. They'll take something that's sacred to so many people, which is comics and like the stories and these yeah. characters and just like, this is ours now. Like, yeah. You're going to follow, you're going to enjoy it. I like, feel like that's definitely what they're doing. And so it kind of sucks. I mean, it, it's cool to see. We, I don't think the last time we, I mean, it's great to see Monarch on the screen like that. <laughs> I mean, like I Yeah, said, it wasn't all bad. I just think that this one yeah. particular thing you you know you and i both kind of said i have a theory as we were walking out of the theater and just didn't say anything else (laughs) and it was like the same i think we saw the same thing yeah and it just feels gross that's it like it's still a fun movie it's still you know we gave it a six seven eight whatever disney's doing though i hope somebody within that infrastructure kind of i don't know gives the uh reins back to the creators as opposed to like this super agenda that they seem to be let's see what happens because you throw that video of james gunn out there and james gunn was in that universe and now he's not with right with garden galaxy now Mm -hmm. he's at dc and you can kind of see him talking about this flow Mm -hmm. right he talked about the flow of movies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so i feel like he had this like he had like a uh like this two these two companies these two universes going at each other and he just went size he's like i got he the game book. Yeah. yeah and he's like i got the playbook i know there <laughs> i know there's signs you know yeah and that's so, like a whole nother segment but based on that video i just thought james gunn is turning dc into marvel yeah that's, exa- that's the like first exactly phase of marvel yeah do. the yeah. first phase not the second but so anyway well hopefully we can enjoy that ride now i'm bummed out so thank you for that, <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> uh, but we'll uh, we'll be right back after this <laughs>
Hello, Hopheads. We just want to take a quick moment to shout out our friends over at Hops Geek News. Hoppy Mommy and Mash have a podcast where they drink beer as well, and turns out they talk about nerd shit. So if you're enjoying this, you'll enjoy them. Uh, you can find them on the Hops News platform, anywhere you can find podcasts. And uh, I think when we went toe-to-toe to woman the nerd. battle and they knowledge. did they did technically beat us but like i kind of have a beef with that because they removed jr who's part of our team <laughs> that's like, true that's so it's true. like why would you why were, why are we tying an arm behind our like of course you and me don't know what we're talking yeah. about so like it's been a i got a beef with that i feel like we need a rematch and i think we should have jr yeah but. it wasn't that bad though it was close it was closer than we than we thought it wasn't that bad that's encouraging we <laughs> lost but we, we we it was close this was supposed to be an ad spot for hawks geek news and instead it's just a, a fucking challenge challenge, <laughs> a challenge. We're throwing down the gauntlet <laughs> so we'll Halloween see you back out there 2022 matter of fact don't even go fucking listen to this guy <laughs> just, just stay right here <laughs> no we love him love you guys check yeah. him out and we're back and we are finally discussing hogwarts legacy now before we go forward I want each of you to reveal your character's name in the voice that you imagine it in your head. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. So, I'm gonna, you, you, no, I'm going to let you start because I feel like this is your <laughs> segment. I have no idea what I'm getting into. So it's, you know, it's a magical world. They're all proper. Mm. They're all very well spoken. And they're all just a little, <laughs> oh, little fantastic. So my mm. character's name is Splendiferous Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Splendiferous Finch, and I'm pretty proud of that. Bro, one. so uh, it's so funny, bro. God damn, you. Afraid. Yeah, I you think. Afraid. Well, mine's not gonna be as as fantastical. I I actually built the character to where I thought what my son would look like when he's this age, and nice. Uh, so I tried to come up with something that kind of gave me something that was, I can't even splendid. Uh, but uh, my my character's name is uh, Asa Cook. Um, Asa Asa Cook Which is Ender's middle name mm. Yeah That's right um, And so But it's also A British name Because Asa Butterfield Which was Actually uh, You know He's a Pretty good actor uh, Asa Butterfield Are you looking at me Like I'm supposed to Continue oh, on I, that I, th- I thought I, thought <laughs> I don't know you, who that is I You want me to knew, riff on that I thought, bro? You, knew, <laughs> I thought you knew Who he was no, uh, Asa Butterfield Asa Butterfield uh, He was a kid actor And he's on this show Called uh, Sex Education With uh, Scully Lizzie Kaplan it's called, is it sex education? I don't know what it's called anymore. On but HBO? Uh, now I'm no, I'm lost now. But anyways, because uh, you're confusing me. With you're your confusing thought. me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so Asa Cook and uh, Cook is actually my nickname for Amber. So mm, uh, nice because you know she's the Cookie Monster. But uh, but that's my name. Nothing, okay. Nothing, you know, I just something. <laughs> oh, and and you're a Gryffindor, like, right? Yeah, I'm a Gryffindor, and you are. I'm Ravenclaw, which he purposely Sorry, changed. Y'all. By the way, because he didn't want to be. Have that. you seen the? Did you see the Ravenclaw video that yeah. I sent you? <laughs> yeah, they have the least amount of side quests. <laughs> 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 fucking sucks, man. Side quests are my favorite part. I was bummed. No, Zach, let me know. He, so you're Gryffindor as well, Zach. Who's your character? So <laughs> I'm like nervous to reveal this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my character's name is Zach Barlow. God <laughs> damn it. I knew it. But here's the thing. Like I, and I, I made a, a, a version of my younger self because I felt like I've always wanted to be in Hogwarts and like, I've always wanted to experience what it was like to get an owl and walk through the halls. That's fair. So I made myself, I just made Zach Barlow. I gave him like a big curly headed mop and I was like, yeah, dude, that's me in sixth grade. And then I just like, I'm living that dream right now. So I didn't. Didn't uh, 
didn't venture into the fiction. I'm trying to keep it. I'm actually, this is a documentary of what I would be doing in Hogwarts right now. It's actually my life in a different timeline. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so Zach and and, uh, JR both got Gryffindor, and I took the quiz, and I got Gryffindor. I was like, fuck this, man. Like, first off, way cooler than those guys. Yeah, and also, I actually think that you shouldn't, you don't really deserve to be in Gryffindor. That's fine with me because I'm, I'm a Ravenclaw through and through. And so I just, I elected to be in Ravenclaw. I also want to make sure that we had a contrast of storylines. If there was a different storyline for different houses, I want to know what that was. Yeah. Because um, I don't know how much of a difference it makes, but didn't want us all to be in the same bucket. Yeah. Just to give some different opinions. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I'm level 17. JR? 17. Zach, you're? 12. 12. And how far have you gotten into your slam poetry? <laughs> um, pretty much most of my time, I either spend it in the Dead Poet Society of Underground Poets of Hogwarts okay. or um, the uh, Herbologist class. And what are you Herbology. doing in the Herbology lab? You got a green thumb, or yeah, I'm really into I'm really into um, whomping willows. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to be. Uh, Zach has a thing for the Herbology teacher. What's her name? Miss Garlic, Professor Garlic, Professor Brown. Garlic. Tell she us, has a thing for this. me. Honestly. Oh, I'm, okay. it's, yeah, it's not. I'm <laughs> kind of like I don't know. You know, it's whatever. But maybe she um, just spend 18 hours a day in her lab. Well, she's a great teacher, and I'm just learning a lot. You know about those uh, <laughs> death root. What what are they called when you pull them up and they scream? I don't know. Oh yeah, mandrakes. Mandrakes. Yeah, mandrake yeah. roots. Yeah, <laughs> Zach had a whole text chain going about Professor Garlic, uh, oh how he's looking to plant the seed <laughs> and chomp the cabbage <laughs> and womp the willow. Well, you know, so I'm a, it's just a window herbologist window, right? through and through. A conversation. Um, so, what do you guys think of the game, man? I mean, this is Portkey's uh, Portkey Games, really their first major game they've made some small harry potter things here and there for mobile apps and for mm-hmm. some small consoles but mm-hmm. this is a open world just rpg yeah fucking mega yeah house performance so what do you guys think first of all i just want to say that um it's pretty rare these days for a game of this size and magnitude to ship without like not saying it's perfect because there are you know glitches and bugs mm-hmm. but generally this game is pretty polished off the shelf. Yeah. And lately, like, bruh, that has not been... Ha- I know you guys maybe have not been playing games as much, but, like, man, a Call of Duty, like, a, you know, Mass Effect, um, Zelda, like, all these huge AAA titles, when they ship, it's a disaster. And, like, a lot of the times, people will just wait, like, two or three months. Cyberpunk 2077 took a year for it to be playable. Like, uh-huh. it was just a disaster. So, I think that kudos to the studio for, like, shipping of finished game because they push it back a few times like they waited like for like five yeah. years or something yeah like they that, pushed so. it back but at least they pushed like that's fine yeah and they're not it. releasing it for the next gen until they're f- confident in that yeah. product too like they just push switch back again too yeah um so which is cool because like i feel like j- as a whole the game is smooth and runs really well yeah um like i said i have always had like a dream of being in hogwarts and i feel like i play the game super slow because I'm such a Harry Potter nerd, like I'll, I'll like be walking in like the the Gryffindor Tower, and I'll literally just be like looking around, like, oh my god, this is the Verbally Gryffindor Tower. Too. Oh my god, it's the fat lady painting, dude. Oh shit, and like the, I can't give you like all these details, but I can tell you that the game has so many details from the from the books mm-hmm. in Hogwarts, yeah. like. It is spectacular. If you're into the books and you're into the movies, 
I mean, you could find so much stuff and little nuggets in yeah. the in the uh, uh, castle and even Hogsmeade and stuff like the three broomsticks, you know, butterbeer. It's all fucking there. Yeah, it's all there, yeah. It's just been cool because I feel like I'm playing the game, but I really feel like I'm like more of a tourist. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. you know, living my best life in Hogsworth. So I think it's great. I think the um, combat is also snappy. Like, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Like, Much there's better. combos and there, there's like deflections and it's quick. It's quick, you know? And so, um, you know, I, I feel like it's a banger, to be honest. Like, it, li- the hype was high, and it kind of superseded it, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, uh, I, I'm not, you know, the biggest play gamer guy or whatever. You know, I usually play gamer. Play gamer. <laughs> how well I am at that. Uh, <clears throat> but I do buy these kind of games because it, the stories and, you know, we were talking about that earlier, and the um, just kind of the whole, I love the the kind of the extra little stuff that goes on the the games and the puzzles and you know the, the side missions the side missions Bro, you can't go anywhere on a quest like you'll start to take yeah. a quest and then you'll just be like oh what's this yeah. and then you just like you get three letters three owls drop off letters yeah like, i need to see you here i need to see you here yeah, yeah. so I, I mean i i love that and i love getting like you know like the clothing and i, I again i don't know how zach found his matching clothing for like, the listeners we're gonna post a photo on instagram of all of our yeah all of our outfits like today without changing anything yeah. and i just want to let everybody know I might be level twelve, but my drip level eighty four. <laughs> See, that's that's my thing. Like I've just whatever's they got the best stats. I put that's it what on. I that's done. what I do too. But yours, but matches. you customize. You yeah. remove some things. and You can change well, the appearance. Exactly. And I yeah. just put whatever the best stat is. But then I because whatever you find, you can like you can destroy stuff, sell stuff. But yeah. if you find it, it's still in your like custom window, so right. you can make anything look like anything else. So I just I said say okay, less. Yeah, mine is. Now we see where our priorities lie between. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> I just kind of put whatever I'm so mixed match. He's right? also trying to you know, hey. a thirty year old you know he's trying to live teacher. his life through that. I bet he jumps. I'm playing the game mad slow. Every time I get a single item of gear, I'm like, okay, let me look at that. <laughs> Even if it's trash, I'm like, what does that look like? Okay, <laughs> color wise, what's my palette today? Yeah. Like, what do I want to wear? Let me turn the brightness up on the screen. I'll change it by day. That's that's jeez. <laughs> You, you uh, play the game a little slow. Yeah, that's slow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the the. I mean, the map is huge. I mean, I played Ghost of Toshiba, and that was huge too. And uh, it took me forever to finish, but it was enjoyable doing it because it's just so much going on. Yeah. Throughout, and it's you're like, whoa, this, and you're finding new places every single time. I mean, just jumping in the water, you find under underground water caverns and. Mm-hmm. Um, the quests are pretty great, you know, and, you know, so that it's been, it's actually been really fun. I've been, I think I, the only reason I'm out at 17 is because I'd stay up at lot, night to do it, you know, mm-hmm. so like two o'clock in the morning. And, yeah. But I've also been off as well, so that'll change it next week. Yeah, I feel so. that. Yeah, I mean, I think that this just is an absolute slam dunk. I think I agree. The amount of details just in Hogwarts alone that you can just spend hours mm-hmm. in there. You just, just walk like, around and be like, holy shit. Looking for flying keys or looking for books mm-hmm. and like the quickness of like not just the combat but even when you're like just like um, I can't remember the name of the spell but when you shoot it pull it pull it to um, you the charm spell. Um, you, you see a flying book and you just like grab it out of the air and yeah. it's like ching. It's like it's like a, and it's a satisfying. Feels good. It's like yeah, snappy. yeah, Bow. it's so snappy and just like the pa 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 pa. Like the way you shoot spells and the combos. Like the combat blew me away. Yeah. Um, I know it's a little it's bit kind of challenging too. It's a little bit easier than like an Elden Ring type oh, combat for yeah. sure. Yeah. So like hard. it tells you like you can literally have a little golden path of where you're supposed to go. You, mm. you have a little yellow thing over your head when you need to 
dodge or deflect. You have a red one you need to dodge. Like it, it does give you these hints, but it speeds up as the game goes on. And like I got to a point where I was I was nervous when I was in that freaking spider den. Like, yeah. Because like they're jumping out of the ground at you, and I was like, "Fuck! All I have is this fucking wand." And I <laughs> like I don't know what it is, but I feel so much better when I have a giant axe or like a sword <laughs> and a shield. I'm like, "Fucking bring it!" Yeah. But I'm like in the robe with a wand. Like, fuck, this is not comforting. <laughs> yeah. But then you can actually wreck fools with like your dark magic. And yeah. I was curious. Are you guys how that going was dark work. magic? Or you, you I've guys... done a little dark magic. Yeah, I've done a little bit. Like you're talking about like the skill tree thing. Yeah. Uh, I've I've gotten one i've just gotten like the one where you um deflect it curses them oh okay uh, so you but you guys aren't doing like unforgivable curses or anything like not that yet. not yet not got yet there. that's the plan i learned the fire curse uh well the disarming in, one incendio no the one where you can shoot it oh i don't know oh yeah yeah that um yeah. sebastian teaches it to you in like the that's true. Yeah, I did that too. Like, yeah. Do you want to learn this? It's actually, you know, it's dark magic. It's not condemned. the one where it spreads out. It literally is like a bullet. Oh. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to learn that." So I have that one <laughs> yeah, now. Oh, it's it's nice. savage. It's yeah. like it's fire, but it's distance. I so I am fighting that whole because you, you know they give you the questions if you want to be an asshole or you yeah. Really want, and so I'm like, uh, sometimes I'm not. So I'm like, I'm fighting that, which is kind of cool. I just you like, know? yeah. How would I react in that situation if I'm feeling sarcastic? I'm sarcastic. Yeah, I'm feeling like, too, yeah. I feel kind of bad as a person. I'm a little nicer. Like I just kind of play it like I yeah. would. You play both sides like yeah. try to be real yeah. yeah yeah are you going full dick mode no opposite i'm like trying to be the hero you're a sweetheart <laughs> yeah that's not what i was hoping for you though. yeah no sweetheart wears those, those sunglasses well you'd, you'd be or surprised goddamn hat <laughs> but, um but yeah and i think that just the in like the game is polished, and I think like the travel like ability and just how big oh, the, the map flying starts, on the broom the, is the flying on the brooms is incredible yeah. i'm really hoping that Maybe they make because they're saying Quidditch is canceled for the season, so Quidditch isn't in this game. They've announced that, but they've like, got to patch it. When in. they make a multiplayer game online, like a Quidditch, you take that? your character and put it into Quidditch. Like, oh god, that would be that cool. would be yeah. sick. Something like that. That I think would, would be, be sick. A great addition to this game. Yeah. Um, but I just can't believe it. It gives me a lot of like. It's I'm very hesitant for open world games because I get so overwhelmed like Elden Ring or Elden Ring Skyrim yeah, like Skyrim there's just so too. much to do that I, I never it. follow the main quest I'm always just like going down rabbit holes and going down rabbit holes and I realize I put in 10 hours and I haven't done anything yeah my my Elden Ring is like at zero percent because I haven't done one fucking thing right other than just fight shit all the way down and there. lose and, and this lose, has yeah. this kind of game it reminds me a lot of the Spider-Man games like you, yes. you have a lot of it does opportunities. kind of put it on rails yeah. to an extent. You have extent. a lot of opportunities for side quests, but you can really know where to go. Yeah, yeah, you have a general vicinity. You have like a point A to point B. It tells you very clearly. And then on your way to... I, I try to never fast travel, to be honest, because I feel like you Me too. miss so much shit if you yeah. do that. So I'll be like, okay, so point A to point B. Let's see what happens. And then if something you know grabs my attention, which it always does, I'll like go and check it out, see what's going on. And then like, okay, I'm done with that. And then I'll just get right back on the path, you know, like, yeah. which is which is cool. I mean, there is some some direction there. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's like what I love about it. I know it's not everybody's favorite pace, and I love the cutscenes and it makes you feel like you're in a story. And mm -hmm. it's story's just, pretty good too. It's just really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Very curious how it's all gonna. Did you guys experience any glitches? I experienced one glitch. The only glitch I saw was um, on doors. Like if you open a door, yeah, then it'll be like a little loading circle yeah. before the door opens, and then like after it loads, the door will open, and then I know they don't want that. They actually tried to make the game with like no loading screens at right. all. So that's been the only thing. I haven't noticed anything. I had a thing where it, I was in the middle of one of the quests, particularly when I went to the map chamber. It literally stopped the game on me. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And that's happened twice mm. in the map chamber. I'm also having some patching issues on the character model of Professor Finch, which is kind of weird. Like mm. if, if when he's in a cutscene for some reason, like one side of his face is like 
granulated and shadowy. I saw that a couple times yeah. too. Yeah, fig. Fig. Okay. Fig, yeah. 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 I'm Finch. So <laughs> my name's actually from off. Key and Peel. <laughs> oh, is it? When they do the football players' names, like oh, nice, like Bismo Funyuns, Florida State <laughs> University. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Splendiferous Finch. <laughs> so I, was like, I gotta do that. Dude. I gotta do that. I will. En- I enjoy your name. <laughs> yeah, your name's tight. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we're all we're all sold. It's yeah. yeah we're it's gonna continue to play. I yeah. Think, I think so. that's the that's the selling point. It's like we did this for the show, but. We're definitely, I think, all three still going to yep. see this game through. Yeah, no doubt. I also bought a PS5 just to play this just game. This. I went to the store to buy it for my PS4. and like, yeah, that's that's not out yet. So I had to freaking hunt around for a PS5, and it came with Ragnarok. So as soon as I beat this, I'm playing some God of War. Sick, man. You <laughs> should also play The Last of Us. I should revisit that. You're I right. definitely should, want dude. to, yeah. Because there's a, there's a Last of Us and a new one too. Yeah, like I, don't, I never played the second one. Yeah, yeah. There's a they actually made a comic from the the show t- from the um, game as well. Oh really? One. Yeah. So I, I, I want to read it. It's everywhere. Yeah. All right. Well, anything you guys want to close out with? Nope. nope. I think we're good. Thanks All for right. listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see y'all next month. Till then. Peace. Peace.